0: Welcome to More Than Movies. I'm Ivana. And I'm Jay.
1: Today, we talk about the letters Q and R.
0: We also play a new game and get shorty with it.
1: We are still quarantined all over the world. And just like last week, we want this podcast to be a fun escape during this extremely stressful time. So... We're going to keep it light for you folks, although we will obviously talk about everything that's happening in the world to some extent. (laughs) And
0: if you're just tuning in and wondering if we are social distancing, we sure are. We are countries apart.
1: That's true. I'm in a country that is terrifying to live in.
0: (laughs) And I'm in a country that I'm less terrified, but I still have lots of anxiety.
1: (laughs) It's time for Categorized.
0: If you've been following along, we are now at the Q&R portion of our Categorized. Categorized is when we pick one category. We've only actually had one category, and that is alphabet.
1: And it's taken us two seasons to get to this point.
0: (laughs) So what we do is we give five specific movies to this piece of the category, and this piece is Q&R. But there's a rub. There's not a lot of Q movies.
1: There is not, and even fewer that I've seen.
0: <laughs> I actually counted them up. I have seen six Q movies, and four are not great, and they would not make it on this list. So we are going to go to two movies in the Q category. At least one of these movies will be the same. I am, I'm positive of that.
1: I wouldn't be surprised if they're both the same. <laughs>
0: well, in that case, can we just knock off A Quiet Place?
1: Oh, yeah, that, that's on my list as well. Um, great movie.
0: I feel like we talk about A Quiet Place a lot, and it is excellent.
1: I'm actually very excited to see A Quiet Place 2, but that has not yet come out to the world.
0: And it may... At
1: least I don't think it has.
0: No, no, no. I think it got pushed uh, back, okay, back okay. with all the other movies.
1: Because they actually want to give it a theatrical release.
0: Exactly. So if you have not seen A Quiet Place yet... Now's a great time to go and revisit it. It is a fantastic film. Now, what's your other Q movie that you were bringing to the table?
1: Uh, The other Q movie I was going to bring to the table is a James Bond film, Quantum of Solace.
0: Okay, that is not mine. I do not like Quantum of Solace, even at all.
1: (laughs) Okay, fair enough.
0: Why is it on your list? Why are you bringing this up? Is it the only other Q movie?
1: It's definitely the only one I remotely liked. I I didn't bother to like ask myself if I've seen other Q movies, which maybe in retrospect I should have. But uh, I, you know, I enjoyed it. It was it was good. I think it's somewhat clear based on my description here which one I'm gonna pick. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: yeah, no, a hundred percent. I I was gonna go with the Queen for my second.
1: Oh, good. I'm glad that you went with that um, because it's a respected film. And, uh, yeah, I think that's a, a fun choice. Yeah, The
0: Queen is excellent. It's about what happens to Queen Elizabeth in the days immediately following Princess Diana's death. And it's a really, really cool movie. If you're at all into the Netflix series, you should totally check out the movie. Helen Mirren is fantastic. And then I actually do have an honorable mention for my cues, which will be The Quick and the Dead it's a Sam Raimi Western with early Leonardo DiCaprio. You got Russell Crowe, Gene Hackman. Sharon Stone is in there. I love that movie, but The Queen is a better movie overall.
1: I kind of found The Queen a little boring, and I saw it in theaters.
0: So you like Quantum of Solace over The Queen?
1: Yeah, I, I do. I do. Yes.
0: <laughs> I, I just. Okay. All right. Well, I, I'm going to put The Queen as my winner of Q, and you're going to put Quiet Place? That's
1: correct. By a lot. Like, by a lot.
0: <laughs> That's pretty good. I'm okay with that. I am so okay with that. Uh, let's move on to R. Um, what is, what's what's on your list? Give me an R movie. Not rating, but letter to start with. Rudy. <gasps> I do love me some Rudy.
1: Rudy is so good.
0: It's got one of the best scores of any sports film.
1: It's just one of the best sports films of all time. Um, it's old. I think it was made probably in the 80s. And it has a great cast. It has a really, really young John Favreau before he became a director. Anytime it's on television, Blake makes me watch it unfortunately it makes me cry but i mean it's a movie about hard work and heart and those two things are so important and so i love that movie
0: well i i will say it is 1993 if you can believe that
1: what yeah it feels so old yeah i know
0: (laughs) um my first, I'm going to go sports as well for my first, and I got to talk about my man Rocky Balboa in the original Rocky. I I love the original Rocky. It's one of the best sports movies um, ever, ever made. I'm blown away that Stallone r- wrote the film. Like, it's bonkers to me. It's a best picture winner, and, uh, you know, it's not really about boxing. It's about this redemption story for this man who's got a good heart but he's he's in a bad place. I love Rocky. I it's a it's a fantastic character epic.
1: I'm I'm ashamed to say I've never seen Rocky. Maybe that's something we should watch while we are doing quarantine movies.
0: I think you got to put it on your quarantine list. I have a quarantine list going of all kinds of old movies that I never got around to. Rocky should be on yours.
1: You know what? I agree. And and perhaps we should even add it to this podcast.
0: All right. Now, what else? What else do we want to talk about in the R legacy?
1: My next one is a very picturesque film, and I think it's the best by this director, and that is The Royal Tenenbaums. Ah,
0: Wes Anderson steps in. Why The Royal Tenenbaums?
1: I Honestly, I think it's his best film. I find this film captivating, so entertaining. I just, I cannot describe how much joy I get from this movie. It's been a long time since I've seen it, but that style that he has with the tableaus and the beauty, and it's the best in this film.
0: I'm really glad you brought up the Royal Tenenbaums. I'm not as familiar with it. I saw it. In theaters, I know I liked it, but I haven't revisited in years. So so it's not on this list, but I really, I should go back and watch it.
1: It has been a long time since I've seen it too. I've seen it maybe like three times, which for me means, yep, that's a movie oh, I love the for most. For
0: <laughs> you, three times is like a million.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> I'm going to just skate over this one really, really quickly uh, because it could get into an argument. But Raiders of the Lost Ark for me, is epic. It is, uh, it's the Indiana Jones that I like the most out of all of them. It's Spielberg at his Spielbergiest. And I love Raiders of the Lost Ark. Uh, Ivana, that's all I'm going to say on it. We don't need to go into more.
1: It was on my short list.
0: But you hate Indiana Jones.
1: There's a lot of other things I like about the movie. I just hate Indiana Jones. It's a very, that's why it didn't make my final five.
0: Okay, let's move on.
1: All right, my next one, you're going to be shocked. I don't think you've thought about this movie in forever, and I certainly have not seen it since I was a child, so maybe it's not as good as I think it is, but uh, the movie is Romeo plus Juliet.
0: I actually have seen it, uh, oh, man, when did I see it? About a year and a half ago, I watched it again, and it holds up pretty well.
1: Oh, good, because I have been thinking about this movie recently and honestly, I have not seen it since I was a kid, um, but I loved it. I love that movie. It was such a great take on um, Shakespeare. I love Shakespeare and I think that, you know, it's DiCaprio and Claire Danes at their at their peak.
0: You know what? That is a good segue to go from classic literature with Shakespeare to another film on my list, that is based on classic literature in Cyrano de Bergiac, but the actual retelling is Roxanne starring Steve Martin.
1: It's on my list of movies I really want to see.
0: It has by far the best prosthetic nose in any movie, period. I'm just going to put it out there. Steve Martin has a giant nose, and it is basically the point of the movie is that no beautiful woman would love him with a nose like this, but he is so witty and funny and charming. Um, and it's basically Cyrano de Bergio and or but de DeBergio or de Bergiac? I think I said both now.
1: De Bergerac. De Bergerac. De Bergerac.
0: Listen, this is not a high-class literature podcast you've tuned in for. You know what I'm <laughs> trying to say with Cyrano. It's a dude with a really big nose and he's trying to help somebody get a girl, but he loves that girl. And what's going to happen? It's a very safe, easy watch, but something about it to me when I saw it when I was younger uh, really stood out and I keep going back to it. So it is on my short list for the best movies that start with the letter R.
1: Next up on my list You're probably surprised I haven't mentioned it yet because I talk about it all the time. And that is Requiem for a Dream. Oh, yeah.
0: Like when I saw that the categorized was R today, I was like, oh, well, there's there's hers. Like that's going to be her number one for sure.
1: Well, I haven't made a decision yet on that. But Requiem for a Dream is definitely on my list. It is one of the best movies of all time. The editing, the sound, the acting, all brilliant. If you haven't seen this movie, especially if you're like in your teens or tweens even, you should totally watch it because it'll put you off of drugs. So you'll never become a drug addict.
0: This is the best PSA for drugs that you can have, kids. Watch this movie.
1: <laughs> <laughs> watch this movie and then watch Basketball Diaries. Oh, and then, I man. swear you will not want to get into that. <laughs> oh my God. And
0: parents, really, we're trying to do your kids a service. If you walk in and and see an awfully graphic sex scene in Requiem for a Dream. Trust me, it's for their own good. <laughs> uh, I'm going to go with a sci-fi epic. It's the first in a trilogy, and it is Rise of the Planet of the Apes. I love this trilogy. I think everybody needs to see it. You will be amazed at how much it draws you in, even with CGI monkeys. Uh, it's incredible.
1: I have not tried it because of the CGI monkeys, but you never know during quarantine times.
0: I tricked my wife into watching it. And as soon as it was over, she said, there's another one of these, isn't there? And we watched the other one. And then we went to the theaters for the third. She absolutely adores it, but I had to trick her into seeing it.
1: How much do you like saying wife?
0: I like saying wife. I feel like it's just easy. I don't know. Like it's easier to say wife.
1: I like partner.
0: Ah, I see. Well, you know I'm traditional and old school and you know, she's my wife and go to the kitchen and all that. <laughs> that is actually that is that is not true.
1: Yeah, you're not that guy.
0: I I just I feel like I've been saying girlfriend or fiance for so long that it's nice to try something else on. I think we're down to your last R.
1: Oh, we are. Pun intended. <laughs> okay, do you want to guess?
0: Is it new?
1: No. 90s, I think.
0: The Rock.
1: No, although that would be on Blake's list. It is Reservoir Dogs from the brain of Quentin Oh Tarantino. my goodness,
0: of course. Reservoir Dogs is number one on my honorable mentions. Uh, so talk, let's talk a little bit about Reservoir Dogs. This is a huge, huge movie for such an influential director.
1: Honestly, I think it's one of his best movies. I think it's really inventive, and the thing that sticks out most, if you've never seen Reservoir Dogs, there's this fantastic monologue scene where one of the characters is practicing a monologue, and I won't tell you why, and it kind of flips back and forth from the practicing to the telling, and it's pretty damn brilliant. Really well directed, really, really well written, and the music in it is fantastic.
0: Oh, you know what? That is a great point. The the soundtrack for Reservoir Dogs, if you're looking for something to just have on that hits all the right notes, go to the soundtrack. It is fantastic.
1: It really is.
0: The fact is, Tarantino soundtracks are usually pretty great. I would go so far to say this is the second best behind pulp fiction. Yes. All right, we come down to my last movie, and my last movie is rounders starring Matt Damon and Edward Norton.
1: Wow. I've not thought about that movie in forever.
0: Exactly. I am so glad to bring this to the forefront. I think I've seen this movie about 10 times in my life. I went through a real hard on for Edward Norton for a while and I thought his work was amazing. So I kept on revisiting it, but on later visits, really love Matt Damon in this role. It's it's subtle against Edward Norton's real aggressive style, but I, I they play off each other really really well, and I just I I think it's the best card movie I've ever seen.
1: Ah uh, yes, I I mean I have seen this movie and I I do remember liking it, but I think I am splicing it in my memory with Goodwill Hunting.
0: <laughs> you are. Absolutely doing that. It's both. I believe they're both Miramax, which puts them awful close to the 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 Weinsteins in that terrible time, which is not good for anybody. Uh, But it's about a young man is a reformed gambler who must return to playing big six poker to help a friend pay off some loan sharks. And I love it.
1: All right, Jay, what is your favorite movie that begins with an R?
0: It's no contest. It's Raiders of the Lost Ark. Let's move on.
1: My top two are Requiem and Reservoir Dogs.
0: Ooh, you're actually going to, like, here's the thing. You have said your entire life up until this moment that Requiem for a Dream is your favorite movie of all time. Well, yeah,
1: okay, it is Requiem, but I just wanted to say that it's between the two of them. They are the (laughs) the top two, but Requiem wins because it's better. So, Jay, we've been quarantined, I want to say, for three weeks. It's hard to know how much time has passed.
0: Day 19. I am on day 19. I am keeping a journal of every single piece of history that I possibly can. Today is day 19. I am not doing well. I shut down my computer at the end of the day, and I, like, it is a miracle That we are doing this podcast right now.
1: So is it because you're just so overwhelmed with worry? Like, what's going on with you?
0: I just feel like I've been in this place for as long as I've ever been in this place. And I just don't know what to do. And there's nothing that can be done. Like, I'll do the dishes. And then I, like, come on over to the couch and I'm like, okay, like take my brain off of everything we've heard today and all the crazy that's going on.
1: Yeah. The the funny tweet that's resonated with me the most is uh, after a long day of worrying on the couch, I just like to zone out on the couch. <laughs>
0: like- that's right. Exactly. Exactly. And I, I am glad that I have work and... I'm glad it's there to distract me because I need something. But as soon as it's done, I'm like, okay.
1: (laughs) Do you go out for walks or anything like that?
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I go for runs, uh, runs to the store. I go for walks and I go for drives, uh, which has helped immensely. I don't know. Maybe it's because, like, we're in a a two-bedroom apartment. We have dinner together and then we just kind of want to not think about everything that's happening.
1: You know... I don't know what it says about me that it's day 19, I guess, because I haven't been keeping count. And I want to I wanna say it's even a little longer for me. And I don't feel that cabin fever. I'm super worried about the state of the world. I am going out for walks. I have a dog.
0: How is your dog helping cope with all this?
1: Oh, my gosh. I think hugely. Partly because you have to walk your dog, right? Like So... It requires you to get out of the house, and I think that that helps a lot. Also, just I love cuddling with her, and she's so cute and adorable.
0: I feel like if I had a dog here to cuddle, I might feel like less worry in the world. These are some quarantine games. So this is a new segment that we're hoping that you play along with. And uh, today we're doing a sort of Q&A game. Here's the rules. I've got a movie in my head. Ivana will have seven questions within two minutes to guess what the movie is. If she guesses correctly, within the two minutes, she wins. If the two-minute buzzer goes off, she gets one guess and one guess only, and she wins. If she answers incorrectly, she loses. That's how this is going to go. I like it. They can't be who is in that movie, but they can be specific, like, what's the genre of the movie? Is there a female lead or stuff like that? I'm trying not to give her hints.
1: What is the genre of this film? Comedy. What decade was the film made in?
0: The 2010s.
1: Is it an ensemble cast?
0: Yes.
1: Oh, interesting. Um,
0: it is also a horror movie. It is a comedy horror.
1: Comedy horror. Okay, okay. Is it a duo cast?
0: There is a definite lead.
1: Um, is it written by an auteur director? No. Does it remind you of Groundhog Day? No. <laughs> um.
0: I think you have one more question.
1: Is the lead female? Yes. Okay, uh, and I, is, am I out of questions?
0: I think you're out of questions, but I think you can just guess now.
1: Okay, is it um, The Final Girls? No. Is, is, or The Final Girl, I don't remember what it is.
0: It is not that.
1: Uh, <laughs> is it Cabin Fever? Cabin in the Woods? No. Cabin in the Woods is what I meant. No. Uh, is it... Um, Zombieland is that in
0: the 2010s? No. Um, is it? Oh, you get one more guess. Let me recap. It is a what we do comedy the shadows? horror. Oh, you! Li- I was going to recap for you, but no, it is not what we do in the shadows. It was Ready or Not from 2019.
1: Oh, great movie! I didn't even think about that as part of the 2010s. <laughs>
0: Do you have a movie in mind? I
1: do have a movie in mind. So for everyone listening, this is the first time we've ever played this. We may need to ref-
0: We we never test drove this. (laughs) This is- (laughs) This is- You're our guinea pigs.
1: Quarantine times here, people. Who knows what's going to happen in the world? All right, Jade, let's see if you can do this better than I can.
0: All right. What is the genre? Horror. What is the decade? 2010s. Is the director recognizable? 100%. Is the director an actor? Yes. This is very suspenseful for everybody. They're like, oh, my God, I had to ask (laughs) questions.
1: You still have four more, four more questions.
0: Does it have more than one lead?
1: Yes. Well, yes-ish.
0: Is the lead female? Yes. Does the second lead die? No. Mm.
1: Well, it kind of depends who you think the second lead is.
0: Does the male lead die? No. Uh, all right, I'm just going to start guessing. You still have one more question. Uh, a Quiet Place. No. Oh, my gosh. I am blanking on horror directors who are also actors. You
1: you had one more question that you forgot. For, for, for
0: I gone. gave it up. I gave it up to the wolves.
1: <laughs> so I'm going to recap you. It's a horror horror movie with a, an ensemble cast but primarily a female lead the male lead does not die it's arguable whether or not another lead that even supersedes the male lead and they're female and that's and and that's really where we got to with the questions
0: warm bodies
1: no i would not have called that a horror film I would have called that up.
0: Okay. All right. So what is it? Uh, us. Us. Yeah. Jordan Peele yep. is definitely actor an is definitely... actor.
1: The female, yep. the question about the female lead was um, the second lead could have been the alternate version of Lupita Luongo's character. So like which one of the two yep. of them is the lead? And her husband is definitely one of the lead cast. And he he lives. And
0: he definitely lives. Oh, uh, man. Okay. All right. So this is a really hard game. I don't know if anybody at home playing along if you won. And if you did, send us a note saying make them harder because neither one of us could get them.
1: If anyone listening has ideas for how we can make this one better suited so that you're able to play along with us and two ideas for games that we can play during Corona times. We're down. We want to hear from you and uh, we'll give it a shot. So thank you for being our guinea pig.
0: It's Film Freaks. Chatter for the
1: film fan and all of us.
0: All right, everybody, we are going to dive into a movie called Get Shorty. We asked you to watch this on our last episode. And I got to say, this is my number nine of all time. So that's a little bit biased going in. But man, Get Shorty. OK, here's what it's about.
1: First, we meet Chili Palmer, a gangster muscle man with dreams and a love of film.
0: A dude named Ray takes his jacket from a coat check area, which then incites a feud between the two men.
1: But Chili is untouchable because he works for Momo until Momo dies.
0: Which isn't great for Chili because now that guy Ray, well, he's kind of his boss. And he tells Chili to track down the money that dead guy Leo owes him. But to everyone's surprise, Leo ain't dead.
1: Nope. Leo faked his own death and is living it up in Los Angeles. And when Chili investigates, an old friend asks a favor. He says, you'll find Leo in LA. But could Chili maybe put some pressure on a movie producer who owes him some dough? A guy by the name of Harry Zim.
0: And Harry's got more gangster problems of his own. But Chili tells Harry, it's cool. He'll help him. And by doing that, Chili is going to go into producing movies.
1: So, with that, we watch as Chili becomes embroiled deeper into the movie business, trying to secure a massive star for Harry's film, learning more about Karen, an actress looking to become a producer herself, all the while batting off evil doers that could thwart the next project that Zim has up his sleeve.
0: And honestly, the rush shakes out pretty well in Chili's favor. He's street smart and that gets the job done in Barry Sonnenfels Hollywood. And that's kind of the gist of Get Shorty. I don't want to give much more away, but like Chili Palmer is the coolest guy in the world.
1: And it's so weird to see Tr- John Travolta as Chili Palmer.
0: I think this is the best John Travolta movie. Like, I, I Like I don't think of, hey, Battlefield Earth. What a great movie. Nobody does. It's terrible. What
1: about Grease? Grease is
0: fun. Yeah, it's fun. But I like, I like him as Chili Palmer. He fits really well in there with the with the gangster movie prototypes, but also he is so likable in this film. You really, really root for Chili the whole way through.
1: You completely root for Chili the whole way through, but I think it's despite Travolta. Not that I have anything against Travolta per se. In some ways I feel like he does a really good job in this movie. He's likable. I enjoy watching him. He's having fun with the role when he's talking about movies. I'm really impressed with his portrayal. In other ways, he feels like a caricature of what a gangster is.
0: I think that's the part of Chili Palmer that I like the most. Like his persona of cool guy and that that gangster guy it comes from his love of movies because he is this atypical, take no shit. I'm going to play everything really, really smart and cool and loose. But when I got to get shit done, I'm like cool as a cucumber. Like when he's talking about Rio Bravo, I think he's playing a character. And I, I don't know. I kind of like the idea of a gangster playing a gangster character.
1: Renee Russo even says that. That's one of her lines in the film. You would be a really great actor because when you're doing your thing, I see you acting.
0: Exactly. He doesn't even get that he is, but he is. And I, ah, I don't know. Like he's so ahead of everybody where everybody should be because he takes no shit. I love that he knows at the beginning that Ray is going to walk in with a, with a gun and he just very casually sighs, pulls his gun out, and shoots the top of his head off. Yeah. <laughs> and like, and Ray runs out, like, oh my God, oh my god. And he's freaking out. And that no point is Chili ever freaking out. He even has a line how long am I supposed to be scared for?
1: That is very true.
0: And it's like, I was scared when I was in there, but now I'm not.
1: I love his relationship with Renee Russo in it. They are an adorable couple. And they have really good chemistry, like really good chemistry.
0: Oh, yeah, absolutely. Renee Russo, like what? Uh, I haven't seen her in anything in so long except like the Thor movies. But who cares about that? That's whatever. She is dynamite in this film as this B actress who is 100% smarter than her station.
1: Right. And also like a better actor, but doesn't even want to be an actor. She just wants to get into producing.
0: I love how they are are playing Danny DeVito to get into the role that, you know, Chili's got this whole other movie going on.
1: What did you think of Danny DeVito in this film?
0: Oh, Danny DeVito is, he's hilarious and oblivious. And I, I don't want to think that that is how Hollywood stars are, but I also think it might be.
1: I think one of my favorite scenes with Danny DeVito all throughout it is the, when he gets to the restaurant with everybody and he orders that omelet that nobody wants, he orders it for the table and then leaves before it's even set on the table for eating.
0: Oh, it was fantastic. He's got to order off the menu. He doesn't pay cause he doesn't carry money. And then he takes off. Oh, and he just says how excited he is for the script At which point, Harry Zim is like, what?
1: I'm here to talk about a different script, but no.
0: (laughs) The interesting thing is that we don't see Dennis Farina very often.
1: Yeah, but you don't need to see him that often.
0: I don't know. Dennis Farina is like, I think of Snatch. I think of this. I think of the 90s because that's when he was so popular. I don't know what he's doing anymore.
1: Well, as a character. Same
0: with Delroy Lindo.
1: Delroy Lindo, I completely agree. He, like, was around in the 90s and then that was that. Oh, you know why you don't see Dennis Farina? He died. No. Really? A long time ago, in 2013.
0: Oh, I didn't know that. That is... that Okay, that's, that's sad. Yeah. Wow. Oh, okay. Well then I am a terrible person for not knowing that and doing my research. And now, you know, we've put that out there in the world. Now ah, that is a bummer. That means James Gandolfini and Dennis Farina in this film have passed on. Yeah. An interesting fun fact is that, uh, I have, a, I have a cousin, his name's drew and he and I were on the beach in grand Ben and we were, Uh, We were just talking, and he brought up, hey, I just saw this movie Get Shorty, and I had never heard of it, and it was like 96, maybe 97, and I was like, okay, tell me about it. So he tells me about it. I go home. I rent it, and like, I call him up. I loved it, and that was kind of the last Like, He and I went our separate ways. Obviously, we're still family. We still see each other sometimes, but um, that was kind of our last, like, best friends as cousins. Uh, we never really were that close again. And this, I I wonder if that piece of nostalgia um, puts that in there for me. With that said, every time I go back to this movie, I have so much fun. I enjoy everything I'm seeing.
1: I agree. The movie is fun.
0: This is a a also bonkers film to me because... When you look at Barry Sonnenfeld, who I, I do believe is a very competent and skillful director. When you look at his zeitgeist, his filmography as a director, it is garbage compared to this movie. You have Wild Wild West.
1: Oh, God.
0: Men in Black 3. Men in Black 2. The Adams Family. Addams Family Values, which, by the way, not bad. The original Men in Black, which I'll give him. Then you have RV for Love or Money, Big Trouble, and Nine Lives. What happened?
1: I see that he's done a series of unfortunate events, the television show, which I've heard great things about, but I have not seen.
0: I mean, he's also built franchises like Men in Black to have three different Men in Black movies, to have two Adams Family movies. He probably thought Wow Wild, Wild West was going to be great. He's successful. The man's probably loaded. I just, it would be great to see another Get Shorty under his belt.
1: There's something really magical about 90s movies. I wish that we could get to a place right now where we're making movies in this vein. They're not very high budget, but they're not low budget. You know what I mean? Like Get Shorty has a lot of pretty notable stars in it. But it's a movie that is driven by a really good script. It's not too expensive, not too cheap. It's really fun. It's really engaging for audiences. And I feel like that doesn't exist very much in today's world. Today we either have movies that are super indie or we have movies that are blockbusters. Or we have TV shows. It would be great to see middle budget films.
0: To be honest, with coronavirus where it's at, um, we might. We might get them. They might push them out so that they can find audiences and make up the revenue they're going to lose over the next three months.
1: Yeah, it's just they don't make middle-budget films, right? They either make low-budget films or they make blockbuster films. And there is no world for middle-budget films. And I just want to say as a viewer... There's something magical about the middle budget. Well,
0: that's what I, that's what I mean. I think now is a time to bring that back because they're going to need something that fills those gaps between their big blockbusters again.
1: Right. And perhaps the world of streaming as we know it is going to be that place where we can find middle budget films again.
0: I mean, I guess as long as everybody's getting paid appropriately for what they're doing, and studios can see a return. Um, what did you think of that? Like, I've, I've seen this movie at least 15 times. So at the end of the film, when Harvey Keitel turns around.
1: <gasps> Loved that. I love that take. Yes. You're in the real world and you get to that moment where Chili has outsmarted Ray. But then and they're actually in production of the movie that Chili was thinking up the whole way through. Which is even better because... Because
0: nobody cares about Mr. Lovejoy.
1: Right. And nobody cares about the stupid script that the producer guy had.
0: All right. So I just want to know your rating out of five. Just for me, because it's such a big, amazing movie for me, what do you rate it at?
1: It's definitely a four.
0: And would you recommend people see it?
1: 100 percent. This is a movie worth watching. I think if you feel like going back and feeling like, what are the 90s? This is one of those movies. You got to watch it.
0: There you go. And, you know, the best part about this is that we won't have to do a take two because we both love it. Next week, we're going to get more shorty. We're going to watch the first two episodes of the series get shorty. Yvonne has got a head start on us, but don't worry. We will catch up and chat about that next time. And that's the show. Thanks for listening and be sure to tune in again next time.
1: If you want to help support the show, you can hop onto your favorite podcast service and subscribe. Also, if you're feeling super generous, give us a quick rating or review.
0: So our intro song comes from bensound.com, and we encourage you to check out all our show notes for more information about our music, our talented voice actors, and our sound effects.
1: Jay and I love to hear from you, so we kind of built a website. You should check it out, morethanmovies.net.
0: But not everybody loves websites, so you can email us at hello at morethanmovies.net.
1: We're also on Facebook, More Than Movies Podcast.
0: Or catch either one of us on Twitter directly. I'm at JesterJ.
1: I'm at It's Ivana.
0: Thanks again for spending some time with us. We'll be back again next time with an all-new commercial-free episode.
1: And until next time, friends. Do more. And watch more.